my cup. Hey everyone, welcome to Kill Me Now with Judy Gold, and I'm your host, Judy Gold. And I have to say that this episode, this rant of this week, which will cover my trip to Sweden, is the second time I'm recording it because I got off the plane last night and I said I have to record my podcast, and I did. I recorded an entire podcast, and yet I had not picked the correct microphone, so there was no fucking audio. So that is my kill me now moment that I fucking stayed up till 2.30 a.m. to record a podcast, and there was no fucking audio, but I was jet lagged. I have A-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D. I have to say, for anyone out there who suffers from mental illness, my ADD is crazy. It's just crazy lately. And yeah, it's been really out of control. So write me about your ADD stories because like when I was packing in the hotel in Sweden, I was like, oh, let me look at my phone to see what the weather is in New York so I know whether to pack my my coat. Because, you know, it's rainy. It's very uh, Seattle-y in Gothenburg, Sweden. So I had this long, I have this long trench coat that I just fucking love. And so I was like, oh, I'll just wear my jean jacket if it's, if it's warm, which it is. So I went to go look at the phone to check the weather. And I literally went into a phone vortex. Then I said, Judy, stop. I get up, I go to pack again, and this is like 20 minutes later, and I'm putting all my uh, toiletries away, you know, packing up all my, and then I'm like, oh, oh, I have to go see what the weather is. I mean, it's fucking so awful. And I was talking to Elisa about it. She's like, I don't know how you do it. But then she's also like, you don't know what it's like to have to live with someone with ADHD. I'm like, I do because I have it and I live with that person 24 hours a day. So if you're living with someone with ADDDDHHHDDDDD, be kind, realize it's, you know, and it's taken me years, years to have compassion for myself and not beat myself up. And like, you're an idiot. You know, I used to call myself an idiot. All right, I still call myself an idiot, but it's really when you are really aware of, you know, the way it, 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 it acts itself out, it acts out, you know, you act it out. It's crazy. It's crazy to have a brain like that. It just doesn't stop. But, you know, we're all very, the ADD people are very creative. We can multitask. Um, I started following this Instagram ADD, uh, ADHD account which had a video of this guy who puts on, you know, puts on, gets home and puts on the lights and then the light bulb doesn't work. The light doesn't work. So he goes in the drawer to get a new light bulb, but then he sees the drawer is broken. So he starts taking out a screwdriver to try to fix the drawer. And then, uh, he realizes he needs WD-40. So, he takes out the WD-40 and it's empty. So he goes into the car to go buy WD-40 at the grocery store and the car doesn't start. 
So um, he then starts working on the car and his wife comes home and is like, did you change the light bulb? So like, perfect, perfect. And you know what's great is knowing that other people suffer from this. You know, I also suffer, suffer from anxiety and depression, which, you know, and I have to say, I, David, what's your name? Your name is David. And you wrote to me and said, you've been binge listening and he loves my solar rants. Woo! And he's dealing with pretty bad depression. So David, you're not alone. I totally get it. It will, I swear it will pass. I swear to God. And it fucking sucks. Depression really sucks. It's really, really bad. And I fucking hate it, but it goes away. Yeah. So David, write me anytime. I'm happy to talk to you. Um, so, and the, the thing that David likes is uh, when I talk about the political system here. So let me start with that and then move on to my amazing trip to Sweden. Sweden. But uh, yeah, so if you're suffering out there, you're not alone. And it's so great because the fucking... You know, November 5th, I think, is daylight savings time. So it'll be dark at like five o'clock, which really sets me off. Really, I'm getting one. I have to get, I had one of those sunlight, fake suns light thing, you know, the sun lamp that when I was uh, in a clinical depression, I'm going to get another one because I can't, I, I really, I need the sunlight. Uh, yeah. Plus all the other depressing shit that's fucking going on. Like the fact that New York City was completely flooded. Like you don't believe in climate change? What the fuck is wrong with you? Look what is happening. Okay, let's just discuss that. I want to discuss, um, I wanted uh, to also discuss the passing of Diane Feinstein, who first Jew Jewish female senator, served and you know everyone was like oh she's 90 and she has to you know and yes she she was old and was not healthy but we would have lost the majority if she left and fuck you Mitch McConnell can't even like goes into a trance and you say nothing oh i'm fine i'm fine you know the guy is like basically having an episode twice now Twice now. Plus, your fucking candidate for president is a f psychotic. He is psychotic, fascist. You know, you're going to be shot if you uh, walk, if you rob a grocery store. What, what, what are you? You can, if you steal something from a grocery store, you can be sure you're going to be shot on the way. Like, what the fuck is going on here? Matt Getz, I got to say, when I was in Sweden, all they had was CNN. They had BBC News and CNN News. And I started watching the BBC News and they repeat the same story every two hours. And I was just like, no, I just fucking heard about this soccer player. I can't listen to this goddamn human interest story again. So they did have a feed, you know, it was international CNN. So at certain points it was like, good evening and welcome to CNN. But then it, I got all the other stuff like, you know. Jake Tapper and all this other shit. So I was, I love Jim Acosta, by the way. So I was tuned in. So I knew what the fuck was going on. The fact that we almost had a shutdown, like that it's constantly, we're going to have a shutdown. Let's wait. Like these people's lives and their fucking income. And they're sitting there 
waiting to see if they're going to be able to feed their family because of these immature, they're incapable. The, the fact that Lauren Bocunt, okay, that, okay, let's just take her for an example. She's 36 years old. She is a grandmother. She went to Beetlejuice. She's vaping in the fucking uh, theater. She's grabbing this guy's cock. He's grabbing her tits. Then uh, they're making noise and screaming, and she's got her camera out videotaping, and then she gives the finger to the usher. These are people in Congress. These are people making laws. Like, what the fuck? Matt gets. That motherfucker with his stupid eyebrows, he is one of the homeliest people. Look at his eyes, his beady eyes, and he's just, he's in it just to destroy and disrupt and to be a fucking ego maniacal piece of shit. These people are dumb. Marjorie Taylor Cunt, dumb. They're dumb. They're class. They have no class. They have no class. And they're screaming about John Fetterman's clothes, which I have to say he could, you know, he doesn't have to wear the fucking hoodie and the, I get it. I understand that you should look a certain way and they did reverse it. But the fact that that's what you're fighting against when you scream out during the, the, um, state of the union address, you harass a gun, uh, a, a gun, um, uh, reform advocate who, who survived, David Hogg, who survived the Marjorie Stoneman Doug, like you, these are the people, we can't vote for these people. And then this fucking goddamn orange fuckface, what the fuck is he talking about? He's obviously, you know, losing it because he was like, thought he was running against Obama. He's just a fucking idiot, fascist, and... This whole Mark Milley thing, I read that whole article in The Atlantic about Mark Milley. You should read it if you have the patience. And he's going to destroy this country. I don't think he's going to get elected. I don't. And now he's in he's in New York with his fucking angry face. It was a rigged. Every, and oh, have you ever noticed like every one of his speeches, um, like he was talking about, you know, that there's no water. Like, he, I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. There's no water and you're going to have better water when I'm president. And, you know, that they have these restrictions on how much water comes out of your shower. And then he tells a fucking lie, bullshit, piece of shit story about how he he was at somewhere somewhere and he put on the he put on the faucet to take a shower. And, you know, because he likes to do his hair. He has, a, you know, and, you know, that gets a laugh from these fucking idiots. And um, and it was it was just hardly coming out. The water was barely coming out. And he's going to fix that. He's going to fix that. Right. He is such a piece of shit. I.T. Shit. I just it's in fucking furiating. That anyone, oh, I like his policies. I really like his policies. Okay, women's rights. Women can't get a fucking abortion. Like, if you don't want to get an abortion or you don't believe in abortion, then don't fucking get one. Shut the fuck up. White men telling women what to do. He ruined that. He's ruined everything. Are you fucking, what, what is going on? Hey everyone, you know, 
one of my favorite things in life, if not my most favorite thing in life, which, yeah, it's arguably my most favorite thing in life besides my kids, and is food and eating. Eating is my favorite activity. And eating is better and easier with Factor. Factor, I'm telling you, I tried their stuff. It is delicious. It is great. It is high quality. And they are, when I say ready to eat meals, they're ready to eat in two minutes. They're not frozen. They're never frozen. They're chef crafted, dietitian approved, and literally you heat them for two minutes. Every week you have over 35 options to choose from. They have calorie smart, protein plus, keto. I just did chef's choice. 60 or more add-ons that you can stay fueled up. They had these juice shots that were incredible. These are restaurant quality meals that are ready to heat and eat when you are ready to eat. That's it. And they're really good. Elisa loved them too. There's no prep. There's no mess. I've tried a lot of these different kinds of meals. Factor is amazing and so convenient. It's so great to get home from a long day of like schlepping around and knowing you have this delicious meal waiting for you in the refrigerator that takes two minutes to heat up. And you can pause, you can reschedule your deliveries at any time. It is a great solution for those nights and days that you're looking for fast, great, delicious options with no cooking required. Okay? And factor is less expensive than takeout. So what are you going to do? Because I'm telling you, you have to believe me, I never lie, factor is amazing. You're going to head to Factor Meals, F-A-C-T-O-R-M-E-A-L-S, dot com slash Judy Gold 50, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D 50, five zero, okay? Judy Gold 50. And use code J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D 50, Judy Gold 50, to get 50% off. That's code Judy Gold 50 at factormeals.com slash Judy Gold 50 and get 50% off. It's worth it. You're welcome. So rest in peace, Diane Feinstein. Thank you for your service. Thank you for being a strong woman, you know, and also an advocate for gay rights. Um, and she was there when Harvey Milk was murdered. Yeah. So fuck you, Trump, which brings me to going to Sweden. So this is what I want to say about Sweden. First of all, I just want to, the, the, I just want to shout out to the flight attendant last night on my plane who literally got on the heads, the, the micro, what the fuck is it called? I'm so tired. The, um, you know, the loudspeaker. This is how she spoke. Imagine you're landing. You're like, you're in the middle of your book, which I have to say, heaven and earth grocery store. I have like 10 pages left. It's so fucking good. And what's great about it is that it takes place, uh, in Pottstown, Pennsylvania. And, and it's in the 30s, and I'm going there for Soul Joel's on October 21st. Oh, no, I'm sorry, on October 28th. I'll be in uh, Pottstown, Pennsylvania, and I'm so excited now because it takes, that's when we're Heaven and Earth by James McBride grocery store, Heaven and Earth grocery store by James McBride. That was an ADD thing where I didn't finish the title. 
then said the, the author's name and then finished the title. That's where that takes place. By the way, October 21st, Sunshine Cathedral in Fort Lauderdale. Next week, October 9, 10, 11. I'm off on Thursday. Uh, Friday and Saturday, the 13, 14. That's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. I'm at the Post Office Cafe and Cabaret in Provincetown. It's Women's Week. Go women! Uh, and then I'm going to be at, in Atlanta at the Marcus Jewish Community Center on the 11th of November, 11th of November. And on November 6th, I'm just announcing this, I am going to be doing a benefit for the National Coalition Against Censorship, a very uh, amazing comedy benefit at Gotham Comedy Club at 9.30 in New York City, and it's going to be part of the uh, New York Comedy Festival, and it's going to have some major people on it, but I can't announce that yet. And also, oh, I can announce even though I'm not supposed to announce, but I, I'm in a movie. I'm in two movies that are coming out that I'm not allowed to talk about. One is called She Came to Me with uh, Peter Dinklage and Anne Hathaway and all these other great, um, Isabel Leonard, who's a, an opera singer. It's a great movie directed by Rebecca Miller. So that's just came out and I'm in that and I'm in this new film called Tripped Up about a chef um, and I play a mean chef. So that's <laughs> so unusual. So anyway, those are, those are things that are happening. But, um, I just want to say, so going to, uh, oh yes, I want to shout out to my, this is, this is the, the, the flight attendant as I'm landing in New York city. Okay. I just wanted to fucking, I was like, I don't know what you're saying. I don't know when it's ending. That was the other thing. They don't have like this ending cadence like we have where you go, okay, they're done talking. No, it's, it's everything is, is like, and like, I, I didn't know when it, whatever. And so that was one thing she was real like, and then she spoke in English and was like, for, well, first it was, it like so softly and like grating on my fucking nerves. And then the English part was so slow. We are now descending into Newark. And I just, I was like, fucking speed it up, bitch. Anyway, so that was that. I, I was, all right. So let me tell you about, I was at a book fair and part of the book fair was, Jewish culture. And there's a woman, Lizzie Sheja, who is, I'm sure I'm saying it wrong because I just call her Lizzie. She's a friend of mine. Um, her husband, Stefan, is the dean of the music academy in Stockholm. And I've been to her house where they've had concerts. It's like you're living in, you know, 18th century. It's just amazing. So they were both there. But Lizzie is it her job? Like she is the head of Jewish culture, 
keeping it alive in Sweden. And her name, oh, let me tell you her name so you can look her up, is, is Lizzie, L-I-Z-Z-I-E, S-C-H-E-J-A, Seja. And she's Lizzie Oved Sheja on, um, on Instagram. Yeah. It's, it's, she's the founder and director of Jewish cultural culture in Sweden. And there's not a lot of Jews there. Um, I, Oh, also I wasn't that tall. There were so many tall people and no one was staring at me. It was fucking amazing. But I did, there's one thing I did notice about the speeds. They don't give you any personal space. Like when you're walking down a hallway and someone's walking towards you, like they don't move out of the way and they just like walk and they bump you and they don't say, excuse me. It's like very no personal space. It's, it's really interesting. And my new best friend, uh, oh, Jewish culture, Lizzie, I forgot to fucking ring my bell. Um, my new best friend, Judy Battalion, who wrote, who was there, She's hilarious, and she wrote this fucking amazing book, The Light of Days. I'm showing it to you, The Light of Days, um, even though you probably can't see it. It's the women fighters of the Jewish resistance, and it's about the Jewish resistance during the Holocaust, the women who resisted and what they did. It's fucking amazing, and I went to her talks, and they were incredible. She's going to be a guest on the podcast. Um, anyway, so I just wanted to say before I tell you all about it that uh, we went to this jazz concert. Lizzie, she arranged for these un-fucking-believable musicians, right? I'm going to tell you what their names are if I can open my phone. And I'm trying to open my phone and I'm looking for the thing. Okay, so anyway, here, it's. In, I took a picture of it. That's what I'm doing now. I'm taking a picture of shit. Uh, now I can't find the photos. I cannot, fuck, here it is. Okay. I thought I was, I took a picture of it. I'm sure I did. Okay. Frederick Lindborg. He is, has a trio and a string quartet, Swedish jazz. It's, it's amazing because it's strings and then it's a bass, which is a string. And then it, he played, and then you percussion, and then he plays, he played the soprano sax, the baritone sax, and the bass sax. He didn't play the alto sax, but he's, it, the, the combination of the brass and the strings, it was unbelievable. So what I wanted to say is that, so we're having this, this jazz concert that was fucking unbelievable. And this is the difference between the United States and Sweden. And any in Europe and Europe is that they have culture. So the, the concert was about an hour and 20 minutes, an hour and 25 minutes, not in a theater, in a theater, beautiful theater. Not one part, not one person took out their phone. Not one. What is wrong with us here? It's, it's just unbelievable. You know, you look around at the way these people behave, and of course, a lot of them, you know, they have problems and issues, but they're cultured. They have culture. They have art. It's, I just, we are like immature fucking babies in this country. So I'm in this big book fair, and then, of course, I feel like such an idiot because they're all, you know, um, Adam Gopnik, um, 
Joshua Cohen, who won the Pulitzer Prize, my friend Judy Battalion, who writes this, you know, she's amazing. He, you know, so many great books. Hila Blum from uh, Jerusalem, who wrote an amazing um, book, How to Love Your Daughter. It's a novel. David Polanski, Polanski, who, this is the Anne Frank's Diary, the graphic adaptation. This book is banned in Texas. So of course I bought multiple books. Get this book for everyone. This is these books are great Hanukkah gifts. It's amazing. Get this book. Anne Frank's Diary. Buy every fucking band book that you can. The graphic adaptation. Okay. Um, and then Rudy Namdar, who or Namdar, you know I can't with the accents. Uh, he wrote The Ruined House. Shit, I forgot to do Anne Frank. I forgot to do, okay, Ruby, uh, Ruby, Ruby, not Rudy, Ruby. So we all hung out together. And of course, I'm the funny one, but I just felt like such an idiot. But, oh, and David Battiel was there who wrote Jews Don't Count. And so at dinner one night, uh, it was Shabbat dinner, actually. Um, there's a rabbi, like a, the Swedish rabbi of Stockholm and and I guess Gothenburg, but he he's the rabbi of Stockholm. He flew in or trained in or whatever. And he's from Philly. He's 91. His wife, Judy was there. It was so funny because there were three Judy's and look, you know, she's 86. So that's normal. That's a normal name for, uh, you know, Judy, not a popular name, especially for my age. And then Judy Battalion's like 40 something, like early forties. And her name's Judy. Well, Judith, Judith. We took a picture of the three Judy's. Um, but I've never met anyone else named Judy. I mean, I have, but they're older. So I'm with all these people. They all speak. I'm not kidding. That's the other thing. Every Swede speaks Swedish and English. They speak two languages. I, if I could go back in time, I would learn as many languages. I'm going to really try to do Babel or something. If you guys know any, the best way, I, I just... I feel like cut off. So we're with these people. They all spoke Hebrew. They all spoke English. A lot of them spoke French, German, Swedish. I mean, it was like, so I'm sitting there and, you know, we're all talking in English. And then someone walks over and they all start going. I'm like, I don't speak Hebrew. Like, can you not like all of a sudden start speaking another fucking language? I feel like such an asshole. They're like, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, it's that is my one of my biggest regrets. So I'm going to do what I can to try to learn another language. I want to learn Hebrew first. You know, I took six years of Spanish and I can, you know. I have to press Google Translate every time I have to talk to someone in Spanish. So that's great. But, okay, so we got there. It, we were in this hotel called Gothia Towers. It, there were They said over 100,000 people came to this book fair. We There was one area for the Jews, the Jewish um, books, and there were a lot of seminars. Uh, oh, and at the Shabbat dinner with uh, on Friday night, Afterwards, I had to leave early to do a set because Lizzie set up this like comedy for people to do. You know, she set up a comedy show, which was on a balcony above a huge dance party. So it was fucking you couldn't hear anything. And 
this comedian, uh, Michael Wex, who wrote the book, uh, Born to Kvetch. And I'm going to have to say he definitely was born to Kvetch. He, he opened and then another comedian, there was a, a host, the host was, uh, Sunny, um, who's sweet. Well, she lives in Sweden cause her boyfriend's Swedish, but so she was the host. She was really great. And then the comedian that went on before me did her entire act in Swedish. So that was, she's a really good warm up person for me. And then I did it. I, you know, of course I, it was challenging because, you know, they, some, you know, you'd hear, there were times where just Americans would laugh. And then there were times where everyone would laugh, but you know, I've been doing this for so long. I just didn't care. So I was just making fun of myself and you know, that seems to be a universal language. So that was incredible. But uh, so I said, I had to leave Shabbat dinner early to go do this stand-up show. And at Shabbat dinner, I was sitting next to Adam Gopnik, incredible nine books, writes for the New Yorker, writes, you know, he's a lyricist for musicals and, and David Battiel, who's written a million books, but the book that I love is, is Jews don't count, which is very, is a very, it's a, an important read and it's a very quick read. And so those two were having an argument about anti-Semitism at the table. And I had to get up and go do fucking stand up on a balcony. I had to leave. So they ended up bringing that argument to the stage the following day, which was about, um, elitism. I mean, I do you feel like an idiot listening to this because oh my god. But I, you know, I took notes like a nerd. The other thing about the Swedes is that the service in the restaurants is so fucking slow. Like we We'd go to dinner at like 7, 8, and we'd get served at 10. And it was really fucking annoying. And there's another thing about that I noticed about them is that, and Lizzie told me this is very common. Like if you uh, ask for something at a restaurant um, different or, uh, you know, they'll automatically say no. And then five minutes later, they'll change their mind. So the last night we went to this restaurant and we were like, they're like, you have to order right now, right now. And, and we said, well, some people aren't here yet. They're going to, well, too bad. They can't get food. Then they walk in a half an hour later and they get whatever they want. So it's this, you know, I don't know what it is. It's the way, no, 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 I can't. And then they think about it. Elisa does that to me. Like, I'm like, can we? No, absolutely not. We're not doing that. Okay. And then like three minutes later, all right, maybe we should do that. Yeah, that's my relationship with Lisa. Okay. So um, let me tell you a little bit about some of the, so some of the, I just, the one thing I wanted to talk about, oh, I also met this amazing poet, er er Erez Beton, Erez Beton, who, uh, is blind and he is a poet and his poetry is unbelievable. The book, you who cross my path. If you're, if you love poetry, get it. It's, it's amazing. Okay. So one of the things, what else do I have to tell you? We walked around. I bought a lot of prizes for everyone. I call presents prizes. And 
you know, I didn't have a Swedish meatball. There were no, the, no Swedish, I couldn't find Swedish meatballs anywhere. Um, but they're really into herring, which was good because I love herring. Their coffee is fucking so strong. I loved it. I had so much goddamn coffee. I'm so jet lagged from like trying to stay up. I didn't go to bed till four in the morning there, which is like 10 p.m. here. And then I would get up and then, so I stayed on the plane and I, I drank coffee so I wouldn't fall asleep. And we got in at 9.05 p.m. to to Newark. And so um, I was like, oh, I'm, and I had coffee on the plane so I could stay up and I stayed up till like three <laughs> recording my podcast and I woke up at 11.15. So I'm, I'm fucked is what I'm trying to say. So my friend Judy Battalion, who will be on this podcast, I took notes and I just want to share uh, something that I learned about the, the fact that, you know, for years they, they portrayed the Jews as being victims, as which we were, you know, but that there was no, uh, that we had this ghetto mentality. And that is a myth because uh, not until the 1960s when they had the Eichmann trials and that the, the truth of what went on was discussed and that Auschwitz was discussed, um, that gave it a personal element. We became sad. There was this, you know, you think of Spielberg and all these Holocaust movies and they're so sad, but they talked about the fact that now we are talking about the resistance, that we're moving when we talk about the Holocaust from sadness to anger and the truth about um, this idea of the Jews just let it happen, which they didn't. And all resistance is dangerous. And there were res women resistors. You're, we're, when Judy comes on, you're going to fucking die. But I just want this. There was one idea. Yeah, they said it's now anger. They're tra it's tr we're transforming our grief and now we're anger. We're angry. But there's this idea of this. I really wanted to tell you this idea of hope that there's two kinds of hope. There's the one that keeps you alive so you don't give up. Th those are the resistors. That's sort of an aggressive hope that you're going to fight and you are going to win. And then there's that sort of kind of hope that hinders you from taking charge. And that's the kind of hope that you are like, oh, it's not going to get, you know, like people saying to their parents, we have to leave or the grandparents, we have to go something. And they're like, no, it's not, you know. And so I thought that was so interesting about the two kinds of hope that the passive and, and the aggressive and that one kind of hope is, is sort of not helpful sometimes, but we all need help, don't we? So that was, that was really, that really made me think, but overall, uh, the, the, the idea of free speech and they called it the right to offend. People were really interested in that topic. So I do need a Swedish public. They, oh, all of them went out with their Swedish publishers for dinner. And I'm like, Oh, I guess I'll go, uh, I'll go to the corner restaurant and grab some coffee. You know, uh, it's a literary world is, is 
incredible. And they're so fucking smart. They're so smart. And hanging around with smart people makes you smarter. It's, I, I don't know, I'm a nerd and I was taking notes and I just want to read all of these fucking books. It just makes you want to read. I really had a, a good time. Gothenburg is small. It's, uh, there's a few streets. Oh, they have these huge fucking cinnamon buns. I put it on, I put it on the, uh, on my Instagram. They're gigantic. They're like an entire challah with cinnamon in it. So we went to get one of those, not fattening at all. But, you know, people walk around. It's very quiet. Like you get off in the, um, in the airport and it's quiet and it's clean and no one's like screaming and people aren't on their fucking phone. You know, I was in this, when I was at New, New uh, going to Sweden, I was in the lounge and there was a man, an elderly, not, you know, he was old, but he's on it FaceTime. Okay. I think with his kids or his grandkids and they're on speaker. Like, what is this fucking thing where you walk around on FaceTime looking at the phone? So first of all, you're walking around looking at your fucking phone and the person is on speakerphone. Like, no, I don't want to hear that part of the conversation. So he's, I said, can you get a headphones? And he's like, no, I don't have any. And then he's like, I can hear you. I said, I have headphones on. You can't hear my son. You know, it's just like, what? We are so rude. They don't do that in Sweden. They are surrounded by art and culture and history. It, it, I, I can't. We, uh, we are really a lot, very classless. It's in, in many respects. Whatever. And then get mad at me. Oh, it's America. We have freedom. Yes, we have freedom. But, you know, read a fucking book, people. Um, yeah. So I think I hit everything. Oh my God. I'm so excited. I had to redo this because I had forgotten about Diane Feinstein and I forgot to tell you that everyone would start speaking another language in the middle of a conversation. I wanted to kill myself. So, all right. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Kill Me Now. Kill Me Now, by the way, is produced by Laura Vogel, edited by Colin Schmeling, uh, marketed, scheduled, everything by Brittany Joe Edwards. Rich man. And uh, again, let me tell you about all my dates coming up next week, starting October 9th, 9th, 10th, 12th, 13th, no, 9th, 10th, 11th, 13th, and 14th. I am at the Post Office Cafe and Cabaret in Provincetown, Massachusetts for Women's Week. Uh, On the 21st of October, I will be at the Sunshine Cathedral in Fort Lauderdale on the 28th of October, Soul Joel's, and it's inside Sunny, uh, inside Sunny Brook, which is this amazing place where like Frank Sinatra performed, like it, it, amazing. Um, and it's in Pottstown, Pennsylvania. And then wait, where am I going? I am going to the Marcus JCC of Atlanta, uh, on the 11th of November. Um, I have some galas and I, and, oh, and November 6th, I want you to know I'm going to be, I'm producing a comedy show through the New York comedy festival at 9 30 PM at Gotham that will feature a lot of very prominent comedians that I can't advertise right now, but it's for the national coalition against censorship, which is the, such an amazing grassroots organization. So 
Um, I'll give you more information on that. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, whatever, everything. I'm getting my knee replaced on uh, November 20th, which means I will be offered a job on November 19th. Okay? Anyway, that's all I have to say to the whoever wrote to me. Let me try to see if I can find it. You know, I'm not good with the, uh, you know, I'm not good with the all the messages, but someone sent me a message saying that they love my so long and that I haven't been doing the, you know, long ending. So I'm doing the long ending because the fact that someone actually wrote to me and noticed I didn't do the long ending, which you'll hear right now, makes me so happy. I love you all for listening. And, uh, you know, I'll see you next week. We've got some great guests coming up. Thank you all so much for listening. And as we always say, so long. Me.